You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. And we're live, ladies and gentlemen, on Phoenix 22.5 FM, if you're checking us out on Tuesday. But we are recording live on YouTube and Twitch and all the other places that this goes to. There is a lot. There's uh, Twitter and everything. This is the Wrestling Rewind. My name is Daryl Connor, and we're here to talk about WrestleMania 38 Night 1. But I'm not alone. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Martin Herty. Martin, how are you, sir? We're halfway there, Dara. Uh, we're living on a prayer. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, uh, I'm uh, not really the biggest proponent of WWE, but even I get the old nostalgia pop for WrestleMania. I have to say, I was... Um, I was... First of all, will you talk about the fact that you posted some, some pictures and video of yourself raining... Defending undefeated, one and zero, with a better record of uh, an MMA than CM Punk. So fair play, they're pretty cool. We have to post them on our socials, man, so people can actually see that. So uh, we yeah, want to do that. yeah, sure, yeah. But, Maybe uh, CM Punk will get a look at it. And, well, that's uh, it. We're still waiting for him to, uh, you know, to respond. But I'm, I'm worried if he if he sees how thoroughly I dominated in that fight, he's even less likely to to risk taking me on. You know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, well. Anyway, you're gonna hold on to that record, man, for a while. You want, nothing's gonna take you out of retirement until only Punk. N- Nineteen years. Like, oh, <laughs> Nineteen years. I'll come back. <laughs> um, no, man, but I agree with you. Uh, like, I, I wouldn't really be a proponent of WWE period uh, or modern wrestling really in general if it's not Impact. But um, yeah, I'm still gonna watch WrestleMania. We're still gonna do this show again, folks. If you're in the chat, please do let us know what you think. We'll be able to read it here. And but um, yeah. WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble are, yeah. are the ones that always bring me back in, and that, that I didn't think much of the Royal Rumble this year. Oh. But we're halfway through WrestleMania, and so far, did a pretty good show. Yeah, no, like we kind of did a review of the Rumble, and it was probably one of the worst ones in recent memory. But it seems like with with what they're doing now, like one the, the two night WrestleMania thing is brilliant. Yeah, it, it genuinely is. It, it makes the whole thing feel more like an like I know WrestleMania always felt like an event but you know they say less is more and particularly when it comes to like time spent watching wrestling but not only for like selfishly because we'll get to it when we're talking about it but I mean it's cool to have two nights of wrestling to watch um and it breaks up the event and also like the main event that we got last night would have kind of been lost if it was just a nine hour show I think the fact that what we got what we got had such a massive impact, felt huge because it was, but I mean, it would have been, you know, lost 
and everybody would have seen Roman Reigns holding the two belts and been like, oh, okay, well that was that was kind of pointless. But um, I loved it. I, I mean, it was great. I mean, the fact that it's it's broken down into two nights. Mm. It was still a four-hour show. Longer, you know, like that's... longer, longer. I think like I was looking at the time. I'm like, Jesus, it's like nearly half five in the morning. Oh God, yeah, I was. I was. I was, I was in bits. Absolutely. <laughs> really day at that stage. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Anytime I talk to anybody who's like, "You're a night owl," I'm like, "Let me explain to you what it's like being a wrestling fan who lives in <laughs> Ireland." <laughs> Wait until you find out that my entire life, from the age of like eight, has been staying up really late on American time. This is why this happened. But uh, it's been a while since I've actually done it, and WrestleMania really did kind of. Uh, Come here and tell you something. I was watching. Uh, I went back, and before we went on, we went live. I was watching WrestleMania fourteen with the DX oh. band, and I'm like, yeah, because I I was rewatching night one while I was doing my notes, and I'm like, you know, the the national anthem thing. I'm like, oh, that's cool, but it's always it always feels kind of like, kind of feels a little bit. Ha- now I know it's supposed to be hammy, but like it just feels a little bit hammy, you know, and I'm like. Jeez, you know what was really cool when the DX band were there, and I went back to watch it. And it's gone. It's not on the network. You can't. What? Yeah, you can't see. It. You know the way they did their alternative national anthem, and it was like raids against the machine kind of thing. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the whole, then the whole place booed them out of, out of the bit like booed. And it's, <laughs> WrestleMania fourteen started with boos. Uh, WWE have gone back and actually expunged that from history. And I thought I was having a Mandela effect where I'm like, did I did I imagine that or did that I actually want- happen? I wonder was that a oh no because we we don't have Peacock we still have the network because I know I know Peacock went through through the network with a save and just cut loads and loads of stuff out of it well but um Martin, but even before that WWE had been cutting their own stuff Martin as the journalist that I am I went in and found the answer to this oh? and it turns out WWE did in fact cut this it's been cut from the beginning so they went in and they all like WWF logos are still there and the titles are there but when you're watching the show every time Jim Ross goes WWF it's gone so all you hear is the title the champion you know oh, the, it's all oh, I suppose gone. yeah I suppose because the commentators are speaking in the microphones they can probably isolate yeah they're isolating yeah. out the audio but I thought that was weird that like an entire it's the only Wrestlemania that I've been able to see that doesn't have the national anthem in it because it's just cut. It just starts. And you're like, it's oh. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. And I think it was because, like... Like, I think it was really cool. And it's very of its time. But, like... I don't know. But, I thought it was awesome. I'm, I'm but, Guys, if you if you disagree with me, cool. Like, But I think it was, like, the, one of the coolest ways to start WrestleMania was... Because, like... Okay, so two problems I have. And I will I will let you go in a second. Two problems I have. One, I hate the music in Korean WWE. I hate the music of this show. And the National Anthem... While it needs to be there, I'm like, I don't know. There was three lads with guitars, and it all just felt very hokey. And I'm like, God, when the DX band were there, it was cool. You got to see Jim Johnson randomly just standing there looking really out of place. You had this cool bass player who looked like Jason Newstead but wasn't. You had your man, the lead singer, Sean. Can't remember his name, but he is dead now, unfortunately. And then it was just awesome. And then Jay, uh, Jim Ross is like, only in America can you have that level of self, what, um, self-expression. And I'm like, ah. Oh, best call ever it was brilliant (laughs) if you guys haven't seen it it's on youtube it is on youtube and i'm just like this is wonderful so i don't know i i miss i miss the attitude era for stuff like that where it was just weird and we just did stuff and it's like okay and the fact they're going through and like removing this it feels quite hokey and that was i haven't like felt an attitude era vibe 
until last night when Austin came out and it's like, well, he is the actually <laughs> Like he actually is, you know? And you're just like, man, it, it, it still well, took, took me right back. Was there a, was there a WrestleMania that did in Canada and they started off with the American national anthem? I don't know. That wouldn't shock me though. It wouldn't shock I me. I think so. I'm going to have to look that one up because I think I remember someone talking about that before. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, absolutely. There was a look. The crowd was actually great the whole night. They were, yeah. Um, they were. But you could tell there was a marked difference between when they were popping for Everton the whole way through the show, and then when Austin came out, like it was, it was noticeable the difference. It, it was. And, it was properly like we are like, and that's the thing. You know, we are going to go through this show match by match. Um, but I mean, like, it is the marked difference where, like, yeah. The wrestlers are are huge names, but they're not so uncle. Even Taker, they pop for Taker. And it, they did, yeah. But the Austin pop That's, was very. They pop for, for Taker because they didn't have to sit through his TED talk again. Oh man, it was weird though. It was like you know when Taker came out, and then he was like, "Is he going to do the the arm thing?" And he didn't, and I was like, "Oh, that's real awkward." Because they were waiting for him to do it, and he didn't do it, and it was just like, "Oh no." Quickly move on. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, well, I watched the so I watched the Hall of Fame thing. I actually thought the Hall of Fame was pretty good. It was. Actually. Um, I watched some of it there yesterday. Up, I thought it was pretty good up until Taker, which was disappointing. Um, I knew of, when he came. Because I knew when he came out with the <laughs> yeah, because of the TED talk. I knew when he came out with the uh, you know the microphone sellotape to his face. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is this is going to be a performance. It's not just going to be. You know, just him talking. It's not going to be real. This is going to be like uh, I, I just thought it was. Yeah, I just thought it was very overproduced. And I am going to say something that's kind of controversial here. I don't think Taker's done. Really? Yeah, I don't. I think they they are they're angling towards. You no, know, I could be wrong. Probably am wrong. So don't don't like. Oh no, it's weird. The fact that you can bet on wrestling, folks. Don't bet on wrestling. Like I'm not giving financial advice, but like. <laughs> Wrestling isn't real. <laughs> don't bet on wrestling. It's particularly WWE because they could do screwy finishes. So I never understood people that bet on wrestling. It's just don't do it. And the fact they have DraftKings, I'm like, that's a bad idea. Don't don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no. I, th- I, th- I, I think th- the fact that he took the Hall of Fame thing, um, I think that's an indication that he, he knows he's he's done in ring. Yeah, I I just again don't take this to the bank. Don't bet on it. Um, but I would say he has he's gonna show back in one more match. I think there's one more left in him. And I can see it I can see them going back to the, the boneyard thing where like something happens and he has to do yeah. the boneyard thing. Because I think that, yeah. that's the best way to do it. You know, in, in the ring, like in the ring ring, I can see yeah, he's done. I I don't think we're gonna have another match like that. Um But I mean like it's weird that Taker and it's another thing as well that we can kinda of look out. Triple H retired this week, which was devastating for me personally. Um, and he's a fair bit younger than Undertaker. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's it's down to that heart issue, isn't it? Well, that's just exactly why. Yeah. So if if people aren't aware, um, all major outlets um, reported that he was uh, stepping down because of the the heart situation or heart event 
Isn't that what they called it? It wasn't like a heart attack. It was like a... It was a... Yeah. That's thing that happened. It's like WWE language. A local medical facility for for a heart event. But I was watching WrestleMania there uh, before we came on. And um, that's how they described it too. It's like, right, well, what actually was it? So no one actually knows what it was. It was just something. But it was enough to pretty much say if he wrestles again, he could die. You know, which is obviously terrifying. But I mean, yeah. Austin was said was told the same thing. Apparently, just looking back, um, and doing some background research on his last match with The Rock. So his last match with The Rock was uh, WrestleMania nineteen, two thousand three, and uh, apparently he had a heart attack the night before. And there's a whole WWE documentary on it. It's really good if you haven't seen it. And uh, he had a heart attack the night before. Went out. The match itself was great. Um, nobody knew that was his last match, and um. Yeah, yeah, man, it was weird. But I mean, well, I'd say one of the reasons he was able to come back is because he was fairly solid. Like for the next nineteen years, he didn't do anything, you yeah. know, in terms of uh, in terms of wrestling or in terms of anything that might do further damage uh, to his neck. You know, like the first time I've seen him do anything even approaching a bump was uh, during the pandemic when he took a stunner from Becky. You see that that was what that was what I was gonna say. Triple H, even though he wasn't full time, he would still do these big matches every now and then. You know, yeah. he'd still get in the ring. Like his last match was uh pretty much with all his NXT favourites, Nakamura, Owens and Bobby Roode. And um that was his last match. So he would get in the ring and, and make more appearances than he probably should have. And my question, I suppose, or my my hypothesis basically is was Taker right to do what he did, where he prolonged his career probably for 10 years by just showing up once twice a year instead of triple h who would show up a fair bit more i think it's easier um for taker given his gimmick Mm. like those uh, wrestlers that have a a gimmick that has a sort of an air of mystery or whatever about it the less you see them it's nearly better you know it's it's more impactful when they do show up Mm. so i think i think taker's gimmick allowed him to show up once a year and do the big mania match and then go off. Whereas when Triple H was, you know, showing up every so often to do a match, kinda just had a kind of just had an air of ego about it. It's you know, like he was putting himself into yeah into the shows. Yeah. Again, I didn't mind I think he should always have the belts. <laughs> all I, the time. I think like they should just stop the belts and just give it to him and then start new belts. <laughs> you know? Um, and then I'd say um, running NXT and, you know, while Vince was constantly trying to destroy NXT, I'd say that puts a lot of stress on your heart as well. Oh, I can imagine. Can you imagine, can you imagine what that was like? Imagine, um, imagine building it up and then you have like a, a heart event and you go to the hospital and you come out and you see NXT 2.0. It'd just be crestfallen. Like, to be honest with you, the, the, you know, there's a lot of memes. <clears throat> Excuse me, you know, Triple H should go work with AEW. <clears throat> well, uh, you know, I, you know, particularly, I was thinking about it actually, because obviously, what was it Glory by Honor? Was that the name of the pay per view? The Ring of Honor pay per view? Oh, uh, Supercard of Honor. Supercard of Honor. Um, that was on on Friday, and I saw a little bit of that. I know um, a couple of my friends are watching it, and uh, they were saying it was unreal. And look, it did look pretty cool. Samoa Joe obviously now showed up and he's in AEW. So I know AEW and Ring of Honor are pretty much the same thing. It would be cool to have Triple H show up in Ring of Honor and be like, I'm running Ring of Honor 
and then kind of doing what he wanted to do without over that, that oversight because I don't like from from what I've seen uh, I haven't seen the full show I watched a couple of minutes of it but from what I saw the actual production is weird because it doesn't look like Ring of Honor it doesn't look like AEW it yeah. looks like slightly better Ring of Honor you know what I mean I it's, it's like slightly better and I think that's really cool actually I think it's kind of um, in the middle of a transition at the moment because I mean Tony Khan had said he only went ahead with this show because it had already been set and booked mm. for this weekend that otherwise he, he never would have put a show on the same same weekend as, as WrestleMania. He said he didn't want to go against his own show as well, which he did. He was going against... Uh, and he had to go against Rampage. Rampage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was, <laughs> it was kind of lose-lose there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, that was probably the, the sort of end of that era of Ring of Honor and we'll see what it becomes over the next couple of months well look if i was triple h i'd be dusting off the lcv i'd be like right <laughs> what so what's his yeah. so he's obviously finished in ring but what's yeah. his position now in 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 wwe because he's not he's not head CEO, of nxt anymore of, yeah i genuinely don't know i mean like obviously he has enough money to do whatever he wants but like again if i was him i'd be like right gonna go off and do my own thing which to be fair there's no reason not to you know i know, you know maybe stephanie would be mad at him or whatever but why not? Like, you know, yeah. literally there's no reason for him to be in WWE anymore, you know, until no. Vince seeds over control. But like, again, well, I'm still... Vince up... isn't going to die for another 30 years. Man, I still believe it's getting sold. <laughs> I'm still saying WWE <laughs> is getting sold. It's what's going to happen. So like, yeah, if I was Triple H, I'd be like, look, you know, make a couple of phone calls, show up a Ring of Honor, be like, look, I'm... even the on-air authority figure or whatever... I mean, they have William Regal in AEW, and I think that's he's pretty much doing his NST stick there. But um, you know, it, it sucked for me as a Triple H fan because he's my favorite wrestler, and yeah. it was weird on the same weekend to have Undertaker retire, Triple H retiring, and Austin having his last match. And I'm like, man, wrestling's like, I all I can say is I'm glad we do a show twenty years ago. You know what I mean? We're, yeah. We get to look at these guys in their prime and it's it's more kind of fun because watching this show, while it was a good show, it didn't... It your That last match really reminded what is missing in current product where it was like... Well, we'll go through it, but I mean, the, yeah. only, the only one that felt like a star was Austin. <laughs> you know? And, it, and Kevin Owens. And, and Kevin Owens. And, and, and Cody. And Cody. Yeah, I know. Cody. Well, let's start there, um, I suppose, because it's a good place to start. So, obviously, this match was kind of added last minute. And WWE, apparently, did, from what the Dirts were saying, that it was a... They trying to true people off descent. And I, yeah. heard, I heard rumours that uh, Bray Wyatt was going to show up. And then I got excited for a moment. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, that's so cool. <laughs> this whole thing was a work. And, uh, uh, Shane McMahon, yeah. I'd heard as well. I heard Shane McMahon as well, yeah. Brought in and, and, and obviously, it was just to kind of get, you know, the people off the trail that Cody was coming. I, I mean, I don't think that, <laughs> like, they couldn't have thrown anyone off the trail. It was, like, the biggest open secret. And But, no, dude, I, you know, uh, again, WrestleMania, they were saying that the flight was cancelled and stuff like this. And I'm like, that sounds very unlikely. So, I think WWE were doing... Fake news, been. I hate to use that term, but it's the only term. It's the most accurate term we got now at the moment. Yeah, I mean that's very Cody. Stuff, you know. 
yeah, yeah, you know, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't outside the realm possibility. And but when you heard it, you're like, ah, oh, no, you know, this is happening. But man, um, oh, so again, Seth Rollins demanded the match. Came out, yeah. did his whole thing. That weird coat thing he was wearing. Man, it's okay. So weird. Seth Rollins, I'm so conflicted on. Same. He has major, major go away heat. I ah I, no, no. Well, well. Let me let me finish. Go on, I'll let you finish. Yeah. I, I I don't. I like. He doesn't generate heel heat for me. He just. I don't want to see him get beaten. I don't want to see him get him his comeuppance. I just don't want to see him. He has major go away heat for me until the bell rings. Right. And when the bell rings, he's excellent. He is brilliant in the ring. I just don't know what it is about this character. I can't. I, I can't have it. <laughs> but again, once the bell rings, he's he's Seth Rollins, and they had a hell of a match here tonight or they, last night. They sure did, you know. And it was like again, I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting much from this. I'll be honest with you. Like I really like Seth Rollins. I don't like this character. I think it does him no favors. Um. But I mean, he likes it. He seems to be having a good time. Um, he went into Vince's office, demanded the match because he didn't have one, and people were like, "It's going to be Cody." Again, we didn't know. Obviously, we didn't know until he was introduced. I was shocked. Well, one, I'm still shocked he has that horrendous tattoo. <laughs> I mean, and I'm like, they did not a whole pile they can do about it. Well, they, there's laser surgery. There's there's concealer they can get to. They can they could do they could get the blue dot with digital things they can you know <laughs> can do loads of things what they're, i'm saying they can they're they can, pretty they're pretty adamant that they wanted cody though like uh, maybe he had it in his contract <laughs> that he, he, he keeps the tattoo the you tattoo know? stays it, it, we're a package deal <laughs> um and it, it is look and i'm not the i'm glad i'm not the only one that thinks it's the worst tattoo probably in human history um you know it's it's like anything it's when you first saw it, it was really weird and galling but I mean, he's had it for that long now, and and to be fair to him, like he owns it, he's not ashamed of it, or you I know. So be. I really it's... would be. I would like. I would pay to have all the pictures of it scrubbed off the internet <laughs> after I got it removed. Um, I don't know. I think at this stage, it's just for me now. It's just part of the furniture. Yeah. The the what I thought was worse was the time he dyed his hair black, um, and he looked like your man from that children's <laughs> show. What is it? Uh, Tarrytown or something like that. Um, I thought that was worse than the than the tattoo. I see. I think it's maybe because the cameras are better in, in WWE, where I can actually see it, and I'm just looking at it the whole time, going, "You paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> you said that was a good idea. You know, it's like, what were you thinking?" But he he had his full AW name, and his ring. full uh, AW music, music. Yep. ring gear. Yep. Like it was it was AEW's Cody Rhodes who who showed up. And look, you know. It's funny because I wasn't, I honestly wasn't, all joking aside, I wasn't expecting him to come out with the music. I wasn't mm. expecting him to come out with the AEW belt and, the, you know, the, the weird little belt he has that he doesn't actually use. Um, you know. And they even referred to him um, in their press release as the three-time TNT champion. That is interesting. That was weird, yeah. Now, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm not surprised, but I am kind of like, disappointed that they didn't say AEW because I think that would have been a cool thing to hear where they're like you know off we went to AEW. like they said oh they'll probably go some returns after like what six years or something 
And I'm like, yeah, where where did he go? It's like what WWE <laughs> used to. It's like what they yeah. used to do with like um, TNA guys. Are like, oh, down in Florida, and you're like, what was in Florida? Disneyland? Is he at Disneyland for <laughs> just, a while? Just down in just Florida, rollerblading, sunbathing, yeah, hanging out, you know. Um, but yeah, no, look, it, the presentation was top notch. He he really came off as a a superstar. Oh, a big deal, yeah. You know, and you know, I I'm not a Cody fan. But this Cody is pretty cool, I would have to say. Like, I mean, obviously going in as the face, like, I did, I did, hear, I, I was watching something yesterday. Can't remember who it was, it was one of the YouTube channels. And they were saying what Cody said about himself, apparently, to Bruce Pritchard, Vince McMahon, and that. And he's like, oh, I'm the best wrestler. Like, unironically, he's like, I'm the best wrestler of all time, and uh, I want to show it. And I'm like, Oh no, Cody! What are you doing? You're going to set yourself up for disappointment, there, buddy. You know. Um. Well, look, he could be working he, everybody. Yeah, but could he be. got the know. he got the entrance. He got the debut of of you know someone who regards himself as the best wrestler of all time. He he followed it up with a hell of a match. Did um really did now as we were saying, that's not to say that that's the way he'd be presented in four or five months. Yeah. But on the night, it was a it was a hell of a debut. It was a hell the, of a match. The match was great. The match was re- the only bit I didn't like. I love I love the code the the crossroads exchange. The bit I didn't like is when he did the dusty thing. I was like that took me out of the match completely. Um. Oh yeah, the shake rattle and roll. Yeah, I was like, this is silly. It was silly when Road Dog did it. It's silly when you do it. <laughs> it. It just it just takes me out of it completely. Um, but then it ended quite quite strong. Now, Martin, my real question for you, this is one thing that you can bet on, I suppose. Over under to the de- re debut of Stardust. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I'm ready. I I'm ready for this. I I can't wait. It uh, so we maybe get the six months of that, like you were saying, that new car feel or that new new toy Vince has and, and, and see how he gets along with that. But I imagine, yeah, at some stage down the line, I'm not even saying that he'll go back to being Stardust, but I imagine at some stage down the line, there'll be a storyline where he's, you know, going through his past and, and all that. And, and we'll see some sort of reemergence of the Stardust character. You, you actually, when we were uh, chatting with Dave, hashtag save Dave, hashtag save Dave. <laughs> on, uh, on the WhatsApp or the messenger or whatever it was, put up the uh, debut of Stardust, yeah. the video and man, it really, watching. It was really good. That was a good oh, debut. It was, it was, it was difficult for me. <laughs> uh, look, all joking aside, I really like the Stardust gimmick. I'd buy a Stardust t-shirt. I, 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 I think it, and wear to it. Cody, <laughs> I think to Cody it represents everything he did not want to be. Oh man, I don't know. I'm like, if I ever get a chance to meet Cody, I want to make sure I have my Stardust T-shirt on. Have we actually have we checked the the WWE uh, web page because they recently had Cody back on the roster, but they had his Stardust, Stardust up, yeah. picture. <laughs> so I wonder I, if they've changed that. I'd imagine so. He is all like he's, he's all over WWE.com actually. Um, like there he is there behind the scenes front and centre he did look really good now all joking aside and we are making a lot of jokes but it's very funny at the same time um, oh, so, yeah. I mean it's 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 pretty good um, uh, indicator of of how 
talent's going to move back and forth in the future. Well, so that's I think it, this is a, a tacit admission from WWE that AEW is is a major promotion and is competition and that it's worth looking at their guys and, and seeing if he can entice them over. Um, well, did, did, and maybe it'll not be like it was at the height of, you know, sort of the Monday Night Wars, but I think we will see a sort of a back and forth movement of talent. But this is what we were saying. We were saying is that if Cody comes over and he's not handled correctly, again, this could all just be a play where they're like, right, we'll bring him over six months and then back down you go. Um, but again, WWE don't really have that many faces that they can work on. They actually really needed a star. And Cody is that star. But it's cool because now you can have a look at some of the guys that are there. MJF, I believe, is probably going to be the next one to jump, I'll be honest with you. Um, from what I'm hearing. because the- I, 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 I'm so torn on that because I think on the one hand, I think he's just trolling people. Because hmm. um, I think he knows he wouldn't really be allowed to be you know, his true MJF on, on WWE television. But then again, I mean, he, there's no more way of generating heel heat with AEW fans than if he were to go to WWE. But here's the thing. If the, the thing about the Monday Night Wars, and we, we, we are, we obviously do a show that's like deeply rooted in the Monday Night Wars. It's that, you know, talent would go back and forward and it would be a money game. Like, you know, I, I'm not gonna lie, I because we're watching it on our timeline, I did get big Jeff Jarrett WCW vibes off <laughs> Cody. Now I'm like, this this field I've seen this before. <laughs> this is like this is feels very like Jeff Jarrett in, in WCW, you know? Um but I mean it, it it is cool for AEW guys who maybe aren't happy that there are new talents coming in from WWE or elsewhere where they're like okay we can go to WWE for a while and then come back you know and it's, well, it's, like, it's never impossible before you can, you can see a whole like a whole storyline with MJF where he would go off to WWE and then come back to AEW and complain about how now he's back in the minor leagues haven't been in the big leagues like that'll get you massive heat with, oh, with sure. AEW fans I don't know if it's real or not but you guys can go on the internet and see people burning AEW cards and all the you know, Cody's uh, figures and all that yeah, crap. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? That's just I don't, I, do, I don't know. I'm like, wrestling is weird, but that's very I, I, weird. I, I fully believe that people who are that nuts exist, but also I instantly mistrust anything I see on Twitter. That's fair, and I think that's a better way of going about things. But I saw it, and I'm like, whoa, Cody's having a good time. He'll be back in AEW eventually. He'll be back being Stardust eventually. I know I'll be right with the world. You know, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm a big AEW fan and I'm a big Cody fan. And, I mean, nobody's if, you, if you're... Perfect. Nobody's perfect, right? right? If you're genuinely a fan of someone, you can't look at that debut, that match they had, and be anything other than happy for them. Yeah, look, you know, I, I, I'm watching AEW a lot more that Cody isn't in it. It's wonderful. Um, and obviously, I'm not a Cody fan. But I will have to say, you know, and that's where you and I differ, Martin. But what I will say is the that debut, that match was brilliant. And fair play, you know. I mean, if Cody's able to go off and become this huge star for WWE, I mean, what? why, why would you be happy for that? You get to watch Cody yeah. anyway because most AEW fans have the network anyway. It's just the way it yeah. is. Every every rest of the fan has the network. 
I'll be uh, watching Raw on Monday for the first time in interesting. What four four years maybe? You, you poor man, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I just can't do it. I can't watch Raw live anymore. It's it's the wor- It's terrible. It's awful. Oh yeah. Well, look, it's it's purely to see what the crack is with with uh, Cody. Um, just but yeah, it, I s- just watch it on YouTube. They post it the next day. They post like clips. Yeah, maybe I'll mean? do that. I'm, I'm <laughs> pre- pretty pretty tired already, and I haven't even <laughs> seen part two of WrestleMania oh, yet. Oh man, like I, I I the only bit of WWE I watch now is from the YouTube, or or you know what's posted on Twitter, other than the pay per views, because just that those shows. SmackDown is actually pretty good, to be fair. I do actually, I I can stomach SmackDown, but yeah. I can't stomach Raw. It's it's three hours. It's it's too long. Right, so. We're, we are going to get into night two in a little bit, but they're kind of our overall thoughts. So overall, with night one, I'm going to go down here to the most reliable source of wrestling that there is, Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. Uh, and um, <laughs> we're going to have a, a quick look here. So yeah. um, the, the show started off, it wasn't brilliant, I'll be honest with you, for a while. Yeah. You know, but but I, think, I think the first match can kind of get a, kind of gets a bye because of the injury to... Uh, to Boogs. Dude, um, when that happened, I was like, this is a weird thing to do, an injury angle at WrestleMania? And then you see, and then like you're like, okay, so maybe that's what you want to do. And then you see his knee, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, and that, I'm just crawling to the edge and yeah. tagging Nakamura. And no, no, no. Him. After the match, when, uh, it, you know, the, he, uh, the Usos are kind of, you know, jaw-jacking with the two of them, and then they have the knee pad off, Oh, and it's yeah. just this, purple mess and you're like oh whoa that was real all right he is hurt yeah really it must hurt. have just um it must have just popped it must have because he, yeah. he he didn't get a blow to it or right and it was when he was lifting the two gays and it, it must have just snapped on him so i can't remember who he had on his shoulder so for anyone who wasn't watching it um about it, it, both the usos yeah so about three minutes into the match uh he had one of the usos up on his shoulders and then it was a terrible spot. The other, I would have complained about it anyway. The other Uso jumped up, and he wasn't like caught or anything. He literally just jumped on his shoulders, and the minute he jumped on them, uh, Rude's just kind of, or sorry, Boogs just kind of fell to his floor, and I'm like, oh, they messed up the spot. And then he pain, as you, as you said, Martin painfully walked over, tagged it, tagged in Nakamura, and then was kind of gone. And what must have happened? Yeah, when he jumped on him, his knee just went pop, and that was it. Yeah, and you can see now, it. It looked horrible. Oh, it was it was horrendous. Um, now fair play to the Usos and to Nakamura. I mean, the the obviously shortened this way down, but they brought the match to an end. But um, even before that, I don't know. I can't get into the WWE version of Nakamura. Mm. Boogs, I'm not a huge fan of. He's a good uh, guitar player. If he's actually playing guitar, he's actually pretty decent. Oh yeah, if that's him genuinely playing on the way down, yeah, and, yeah, it, exactly. and, it, and it looks like it actually might be because he's pretty good. I was like, yeah, I was like, well, man, fair play. That's that's not easy. I think, I think when we go through this match by match, it's you're probably not going to get the sense of it um, that you did watching it live of the mm. show as a whole. Yeah, um, I think maybe the show got by on three or four really big really great moments yes and the rest of the rest of it was just kind of there 
Um, yes. So overall, the show felt pretty good. But um, I think maybe once we go through it one at a time, it might take the, the shine off it a wee bit. You know, and that's actually a very good point, Martin. I, I, I agree with you 100%. If those big moments weren't there, this would have been a very, very disappointing show. And it's funny because... Again, I went back to watch WrestleMania 14, which isn't a great WrestleMania, but has some fun moments. And WrestleMania 15 is a terrible WrestleMania, but one of my favorite ones. Um, sometimes that happens. It happens more yeah. often nowadays, where WrestleMania is <laughs> moments, and it's mostly terrible. But, I mean, it was watching the show, I, I was kind of bored, I'll be honest with you. I was like, for the love of God something happened and then a big moment would happen and you're like whoa this is amazing and then you kind of go down a bit and then you're like whoa this is amazing and then you yeah, go that down a bit but, just tied, tied you over to the next but the fact that it ended the way it did and I, t- I can't emphasize that enough if this yeah. had been a nine hour show I think I would have a much different appreciation for WrestleMania night one having Austin in the main event winning against Kevin Owens that was always that was going to be you know, oh. you know infinite stars, infinite <laughs> stars. It was the greatest thing I've seen in years, and I mean, oh, it was incredible. You know, it really was incredible, and I'm like, it didn't need anything else. It just needed that. Here's the weird thing though, and it was brought up on the observer today, right? Why didn't they announce it? I if I hadn't known, I'll be honest with you, this is not a joke. If yeah. I hadn't known that was Austin's last match, I would have bought a ticket to WrestleMania. And I'd be there now. That is not a joke, not an exaggeration. Because yeah. nobody knew. Why did they do that? Just tell people it, it what was going on. Bizarre. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that they didn't know themselves but what he was going to be fit to do. But Martin, here's the thing, right? I was actually thinking, I was going to say it on the show, so I'm going to say it anyway. I think it was during the, the Drew McIntyre match. And I was like, you know what? There was a time when I would have loved going to WrestleMania. I would have like... And I just couldn't afford it, you know, for one point of another. It's a lot of money to go off to WrestleMania, something like three grand or something like that. It's, particularly for us in Ireland, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and I just, I would have loved it. And then I was like, Jesus, I just, you know, even if you paid me to go, I wouldn't do it. I, I believe I said that. I was talking to someone. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't pay me to go there, you know, because there was not really anything. It was just a show. And if I had known that I was Austin that much, I would have paid it. I would have went, I would have happily paid it. would have paid nearly more. Oh, it means like, like why they didn't have him come out on Raw and do that and segment there, and do that yeah. segment and drop a stunner and say, "Yeah, I'll see you at WrestleMania." Yeah. Um. You know, I've you know my career has needed closure and blah blah blah. Yeah. Like the only thing I can think of is that they didn't know themselves until the day what he was going to be up for. It's wild. Uh, you know what he was going to be fit to do. It's wild. They're- because he could have gone up. He could have showed up on the on the night and done the segment, dropped a stun or threw the beer around, and the crowd would have been like happy with that. Mm. Now, know, it, it, I, I will encourage everybody who's listening or watching to go to the Observer YouTube channel, and uh, Brian Alvarez is talking about it, and he makes a very good point. He's like, usually, because again, I'm not a wrestler. Um, before a match did warm up and then go out and do the match which makes sense you know you warm up before you do anything and um he was saying that because there was like 10 minutes of talking he didn't get a chance to warm up so if you actually watch the match the match starts really slow because that's him actually warming up and then when he's warm about what it's five ten five 
minutes yeah, into it, he, he starts really see it starts actually off. start booking and you're like whoa this is proper Stone Cold Steve Austin that was just latent there for or dormant for like 19 years and I, I'm a little bit annoyed by WDB about this because man again now they do inflate their numbers so they said there were 75,000 or something there and yeah. apparently it was closer to 55 55 the sold I mean and that's that's bloody impressive like I but don't know dude, why the... they would have sold <laughs> they would oh, have actually sold easily. double that if they had been like this is Austin's last ever match match in Texas in Texas like, I mean come on, come on. <laughs> like uh, whoever yeah. whoever's in that market and apartment maybe go back to school and realize how you're supposed to market something because they did like when they made it part of this KO thing like it, everyone I think just got the impression yeah he'll show up he'll drop a stun or he'll drink some beer that's blah 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 thought. yeah that's what I um, so look, it was it was it was a great surprise on the night. You got a hell of a lot more than you thought you were going to get. Mm. But yeah, in terms of promoting it, it it does seem to be, you know, a bit of a a bit of a a whoopsie. So anyway, uh, yeah. So look, the first match was a bit of a dud, not by their fault. It was just kind of what happened. I Drew McIntyre and Happy Cor- that Happy Corbin gimmick is the worst thing ever. It's uh, I don't even watch WWE, and I already feel like I've seen Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin a hundred times. Yeah, I got the same vibe. I'm like, there's not they're they're using the sword. Drew McIntyre tried to kill him with the sword. At still, one point. they were doing the sword thing back when we reviewed the Royal Rumble. Yeah, this is still going on. It's look, the sword looks cool, but I mean, like a sledgehammer. If you hit someone with a sledgehammer, they're going to you're going to jail, <laughs> right? You're going to jail for a long time. If you hit someone with a sword, that's called attempted murder. And it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, might as well come out with a gun. Exactly, like, it's, it's ridiculous. Like you know, it it really is. So I mean, when when I was watching the video package, and the video packages were quite good, to be fair, um, I was like, oh, this is really dumb. And the match was extremely disappointing. Like obviously, Drew won. He was always going to win, but the crowd were like, okay, you know, yeah, fine. Well, because they've yeah. seen it a hundred bloody times. Yeah. You know, well, one thing I would say is, look, WWE makes the best video packages they do out of any company. They do, yeah. But they make far too many of them. Um, one issue I had with this was it felt so stilted between the actual. So you would have, you know, like what the first match go six minutes. Yeah. So you'd have a six minute match, and then you'd have a four minute video package. You'd have a video package for whatever the match was tomorrow night. And then you'd have a, an ad for Snickers, and then you'd have an ad for Geico, and then you'd have a video package about the next upcoming match, and then there'd be a video package for WrestleMania next year, and then you'd get to the next match. And it just felt like the, the time between matches at some points felt interminable. But you know what they're trying to do? I don't know. Have you ever watched a Super Bowl? Uh, yeah. 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 So the Super Bowl... Or even American football. Again, I wouldn't have huge exposure to it that much. But, you know, when I'd be over in the States with family, it was actually explained to me at Thanksgiving a couple of years ago. The whole point of it, the reason why they do the ads the way they do is so people can enjoy. It's a it's an experience. And I think WWE is trying to do WrestleMania like the Super Bowl. Like, like literally. Where the matches, they're, they're kind of there. But it's supposed yeah. to be a whole kind of day thing where you get food, you watch stuff, you have a couple of drinks, you you know, you're supposed to watch it with people and yeah, the wrestling happens, but you don't want to pack it all in because Pe- people who aren't wrestling fans during the year still tune in for it in exactly. the same way that Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I mean, it makes uh, sense. When you watch it that uh, way it makes sense. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand that. Obviously, again, we're coming at it from the point of view of 3 a.m. in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, uh, dude, th- I, I but, mean, uh, like, sorry for interrupting you. I mean, no, no, go ahead. for anyone who isn't in Ireland or the UK, you don't understand. You, you don't understand what that's actually like. You know, it's 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 very it's crazy to think about. You know, it really is. You're like, we're watching wrestling and train in the morning and you just want it to be over. And... <laughs> You know, no matter how good it is, you're like, I want to go to bed, you know. Um, the the, but, the other thing I found was that, uh, so this was four, four and a half hour pay-per-view. Yeah. When you count up the matches, there was there was an hour and 40 minutes yeah. of wrestling. Yeah. Legitimate. So this was, yeah. it was three hours of non-wrestling on this wrestling pay-per-view. <laughs> like it's, okay, I get that. Yeah, they're trying to make it an all-day kind of festival thing, but uh, I think there needs to be a better balance in that. Like, I, I found huge parts of this, particularly between matches, really dragged for me. Yeah, no, I, I preferred, I preferred the fact that it was broken up and there was no weird music performances because the the Kid Rock concerts and stuff, they're just in, in uh, oh god, just can't. <laughs> you know, it, there's no reason for them. There, you know, there really isn't. Um. But yeah, look, the Miz, Logan Paul, the Mysterio thing. Again, you know, I was ready to just turn it off and go to bed. At that <laughs> point, I was like, I don't like the Mysterios. Dominic is a good wrestler, but needs to get away from being a Mysterio. Uh, I hate Logan Paul with a with a with a passion that burns of a thousand suns. And yeah. the Miz, the Miz hasn't been relevant in years, so it's like there's nothing here for anybody except for you know, grabbing some headlines that may or may not work. Funny enough, the match that we're getting later on tonight, I'm much more excited about for all the reasons that I wasn't with Logan Paul. Logan Paul looked, again, I, I hate that we're talking about him because, I mean, this is a WCW thing. You know, David Arquette at least was a wrestling fan. Logan yeah. Paul is just a fool, you know, and <laughs> it just is. Like, the stuff he's done is horrendous, yeah, you know. I, I'm the same. Like, people were going, oh, he was... He was really good. Like he has a lot of natural talent for it, and yeah, I mean he he was good for for what he did in the ring. But I just can't get past how much I dislike him. Yeah, I mean, like T- to be honest, won. and like listen, here's what you do, right? If you book someone like that, book them to get battered. Yeah, like absolutely banjoed. Because that's what everybody wants to happen. <laughs> or or made a fool out of it yeah. some way. Yeah, I no. mean, like, this is why they need someone like The Undertaker. Big, big evil, Booger Red coming out and choke slamming him through six tables would be the yeah. best thing in the world. You know what well, I'm I mean, it also doesn't kind of make sense that you have, because if people talk about how great Logan Paul did and they talk about how great Bad Bunny did and all Bad that. Bad Bunny did do well, actually. Yeah, he, he did, but at the same time, it doesn't make the sport look great that you can be a singer and come in and just be really good at it. You know, yeah. like it's. No, I understand that. I, you know, but, but again, probably putting too much thought into it. No, I mean, WrestleMania has this. Your one Snooky from Jersey Shore was there. You know, if you're going to have a celebrity, your man from Arrow was there against Stardust in a five star classic. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, look, it it is what it is. I just Logan Paul feels feels like a throwback from like four years ago. He doesn't really seem relevant in the same, yeah. you know. But look, it is what it is. To so, be honest, this whole pay per view 
didn't really kick off for me until the till the next match. That's yeah. when it started to that, get. Yeah, I agree. Like I mean, up. I had that on in the background. I I was watching it on on my computer. I wasn't even watching it on TV, and um, you know, I had the network up on one screen, and I was kind of just going, "All right." And then when Becky showed up, that's when the paper. I agree. When Becky showed up, that's when the paper started. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we have actual wrestlers here now. Okay. You know? Um, yeah, let's kick this thing off. Uh, exactly, yeah. I'm like, right, the, the nonsense is kind of over. And it was like, what, like quarter past two or something at that point. And I was like, right, we're, you know, it's going to be a long night, but settling in. And it did kind of pick up. And it, it sustained itself until Charlotte came out and killed the show again. And then it went back up. But those dips, as you said, that, that kind of sine wave. Um, yeah. That's what... To be fair, it's a good way to book a WrestleMania because... You're not wearing the crowd out, but I they should they should have had a better opener. And to be honest with you, again they probably did. People get hurt. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't. I just don't imagine that Usos versus Nakamura and Boogs was going to be a brilliant match anyway. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't make sense to me that you wouldn't kick off with an absolute banger. You know, yeah, but like, there um, were no absolute bangers there to to start off with. Well, you know, th- yeah, that's that's fair to be honest. Yeah. But like, mind a couple of years ago, they kicked off with um, uh, Lesnar and Rollins actually. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like kick off with a big, with a bang. Don't, don't it, kick off with the Usos and <laughs> and Boogs. I mean, all the lads are kind of te- spoken for. You know, I mean, yeah. this is what again WrestleMania fifteen kicks off with the hardcore with a really good hardcore title match which i mean that's why you have these belts that you can do stuff with you know well but sure luck they have belts to do nothing like that's it we're not seeing the intercontinental title we're not seeing the u.s title bloody finn balor was in the the andre the giant memorial battle royale that was on bloody smackdown yeah it's a shame like it really is like it just they they don't have the roster as you say to to book big matches for everybody just because they don't have the wrestlers to put in them. Like one one of the reasons they were saying that the the uh, battle royale was on SmackDown rather than WrestleMania was because they didn't have enough bodies to fill it. <laughs> I mean it it really it speaks volumes to the problems with WWE, you know, it's like they got rid of all the guys that would have those bangers. Like Samoa Joe and Finn Balor for the US title. There's an opener. That'd be unreal. Oh no, yeah. Samoa Joe's gone. <laughs> and and would put a bit of um would put a bit of uh sort of prestige back on the the likes of the US or the Intercontinental title. The other thing that's missing is I mean there's no NXT representation on this at all. Well, I mean that's not a bad thing. Well, I, I thought maybe they would have used it to try and push um you know, the likes of Braun Breaker. That's or... all they have. They just have Braun Breaker. Yeah, and he showed up to talk about his dad, who they won't reference, which is weird. That's a Steiner. It's like just call him a Steiner. <laughs> He's in the them. Hall of Fame. Just pay them. Just <laughs> pay, pay them whatever it is they're demanding to use the name. Just... Yeah, I mean, like if Braun Breaker's known as Braun Steiner, and then one or imagine Scott Steiner being his manager and cutting his promos. Class. It would be Cause... unreal. <laughs> Because Scott was at the Hall of Fame and he was actually really good crack. 
Oh man, I was I was amazed how like restrained he was because obviously we're watching him on our timeline and he is just cutting these insane promos and having these amazing <laughs> matches. And I'm just like... I like properly oh. starting fights with members of the audience. Oh, and... I love Scott Steiner. Oh, he's, he's unhinged. He's the best. He's the best. So actually, funny and true story. So you know the whole um, the TNA math prom- promo where he's like, you have this 42% of the... Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you are on that episode of Impact, I'm actually on the episode of Impact. Me and my dad. Oh, wow. Yeah, because what they used to do is they would block tape. And we are going to go to a break on this one because we are getting to the point where we have to on Phoenix FM. But um, yeah, so I'm actually, me and my dad are there uh, and they would do block tapings of Impact. So we were there for like five episodes, but they ran those for like the next three or four week, three or four months. So randomly I was watching Impact and I'm like, oh, there we are. And it just so happened to be just before <laughs> that segment. So if you ever find that segment, you'll see me and my dad randomly in the Impact Zone. Uh, come so, here, how yeah. much did they, if they had um, tapings for three or four months, like, how much, how long were these tapings that you went to? Oh, they did, well, they shot, like, four or five episodes in a row, so they were, like, well, oh five, hour, five hour tapings, like. And the same, same crowd the whole time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was bizarre, I, you know, it was, like, it was during the Court Angle Samoa Joe thing, so they would shoot all the promos, and Court Angle would walk out and be like, last week, and, like, he'd do the whole segment and then come back and go, <laughs> so last week this happened, and you're like, Kurt, we just saw you, like, five well, minutes, I suppose, just, you know, it was hilarious. I suppose it's something that they're doing now on uh, Rampage, even, you know, like, they'll have a match on Dynamite, and then they'll have to come out an hour later and go, on Wednesday... <laughs> It's just, you know, kind of, it takes you out of the wrestling a little bit when you're like, come on now, lads, seriously. But anyway, look, we're going to have to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to finish up this card and then go to predictions. Martin, is there anything you want to uh, to plug for the listeners of Phoenix FM? No, no, like I say, it's, it's WrestleMania night. No matter how jaded you get uh, as a wrestling fan, there's always that bit of nostalgia that pulls you back into mania. So... You know, give it, give it one more go. Fingers crossed. Maybe it'll go well this time. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break, guys. Uh, when we get back, obviously, uh, we'll be back on Phoenix FM. Uh, but yeah, again, if this is your first time checking out the stream, like, subscribe. And if it's your first time checking out on Phoenix FM, go to uh, Nertino Media and, of course, to WrestlingRewind.com. We'll see you in a few minutes. If you have nothing else to do on a Saturday, if you like nerd things, now check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5pm to 6pm, and then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media Radio Network. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. And folks, we're back live here on Twitch, YouTube, all that good stuff at Phoenix 22.5 FM. If it's your first time checking us out, please do like, subscribe, spread the word of the show. And of course, uh, tune in as well, because that really helps us. And uh, if you're in the chat, we want to hear from you again. We're going to talk more about WrestleMania 38 and predictions for night two, which is 57 minutes away. So uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. So yeah, Martin. Before uh, before we went to break uh, in the last segment, we were talking about the show. Kind of started with the next match, which was yeah, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch for the women's this, championship on Raw. 
this is where it started to feel a wee bit more like uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, it did. No, it genuinely did. I uh, apparently there is a segment a segment where uh, Bianca cut Becky's hair, which, I mean, yeah, that's a bit attitude error for me in the wrong way. Uh, I mean, Becky doesn't well, really seem like someone who would be upset by that. But um, no, I I tell you what, I think um, losing here is probably the best thing that's happened to Becky uh, in a while. I think it's an opportunity for her to disappear for a wee while, get rid of this big time Bex character. Yeah, it doesn't work. Get rid of this heel stuff. She's not a heel. The crowd's cheering her no matter what. And have her come back as Becky Lynch and let her do her thing again, you know? I mean, yeah, the story didn't really work for me. Bianca Belair, I I, I don't see it. I, I genuinely don't. I know some people will probably disagree on I mean, that. That's fair enough. I don't see it. Um, I really don't. Um, there are other women there that... Although, to be honest with uh, you, to be honest with you, no, I, I, I take it back. To be honest with you, um, maybe as a champion now, with a fresh coat of paint and a fresh yeah. run at it, she might actually be able to do it. Because there are, there are women there who can fulfill that role in a more holistic way Charlotte Flair is is also someone who needs to just go away like we'll get to that oh we'll get to that we'll get to that but I mean like Bianca Belair I, I, I didn't feel it in either. like the match was really good I didn't want Becky to win because as you said she needs the time to to come back as a as a face and have it yeah. on it. Bianca Belair that, that title has almost been an, an, an albatross around her neck that's for, what it felt uh, like that's what it felt like. But either yeah. way, just kind of the match was very. It was a good match, but ended kind of with e- an oomph. Because you know? even the way she won the belt was stupid. You know, like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like uh, I, I think this is the best, the best thing that could happen to her character. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, like big time Bex, the angle didn't work. Um, I did like the entrance. I thought the entrance was quite cool. But oh yeah, I was just like, now nah, that haircut's a bit weird. Uh, the looks a bit weird. The 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 glasses thing. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, she'll come back as a. The, the music also didn't really work. But not with, not with that character. No. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. I mean, I respect her for trying. I think you know when she comes back as the face, it'll be a good refreshment for everybody to be like, okay, we can cheer Becky again. Yeah. Um, and you know, Bianca Belair as the new champion. I didn't. I didn't buy her as a chaser if that makes sense but as a champion she might be able to do it but she is going to have to have these great matches and um yeah i mean she's a hell of a she's a hell of an athlete absolutely. um oh undoubtedly she she's great luck she has you know the character it's just a matter of how she's presented um i definitely see her uh being able to pull off kind of a fighting champion almost an adam cole style gimmick um, see this is this is what i'm saying to you it depends who she's going against she's yeah. not strong enough on her own to be able to get over as like a becky lynch champion you know like a good becky lynch champion not not that last run or a i mean most of the guys can't do it you know to be <laughs> fair like they really can't but this, um, could, this could be a thing where she is able to reset and go right the fighting champion thing, we're going to put this belt on the line all the time. And then she ends up winning that adoration more than just 
the look that she has and she has a cool look the character's pretty cool but i mean i don't just, i don't i don't buy it you know i'm like there's something just off and it's very yeah. much it's like the opposite of charlotte flair where again on paper charlotte flair is the real deal she's everything you want in a female wrestler but all i want to see her is to go away and never come back yeah. you know what I mean it's like the opposite because yeah. you want Bianca Belair to be great and to do great things but she just isn't getting the opportunity and then Charlotte Flair is in theory doing all those things but you're like oh my god please go away you know <laughs> so this was uh, Bianca Becky um, like I say uh, the right result a long match uh, I, long I, match I, too it was, yes yeah. nearly 20 minutes uh, it had the right result it was a good match it was a really good match it was um, it was good showing from from uh, both wrestlers, <laughs> the only thing is, and I'm a big Becky Lynch fan, mm. uh, but the only thing is, uh, she needs to do something about that shocked face when you know, when she only yeah. gets a two count. Yeah, she's running up to the referee, being all shocked. It just uh, it, it, it's, it, it, it it's very NXT looking at your hands. You know, it does. It, no, you know what it is. It's you know when you're playing the the WWE 2K games. And you're playing with a creator wrestler. And then yeah. that's what it is. That's what it feels like. It feels like it doesn't... Again, looking at us the way Austin wrestles, right? And it feels real. I hate to use that word, but there we go. It feels real. You get that Austin is turning his personality up to 14. Yeah. Becky, you're like, that's not really you. That this isn't an extension of you. This is a character that you're playing, and it's just not working. Now Bianca Belair, she feels more natural as like, a, as a performer doing what she's doing. You know, like herself, yeah, like herself, and well, that well, like, comes across. The man version of Becky Lynch, you know, that everybody fell in love with. That character never would have complained to the ref about a two count. No. You know, no, no, and look, I know some people listening going, "Oh, but she's a heel now." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's, it's not it's working." Not, <laughs> but it's not convincing. Nothing she did that was was really heelish. Like complaining to the ref isn't a heel move. It, well, it is if you're playing the the cowardly chicken, you know what heel. But that's not that wasn't even this character. She was just supposed to be above everything. So why would she and be complaining about it? You know, and they're they're piping in uh, booze whenever she comes out. But the booze don't match up with, with the, the crowd freaking like, out that she's there. The crowd is like the crowd is all there holding up like Becky Lynch signs, and yeah. there's boo sounds coming. It's, it's like she's not a heel; no. she's just not. It's like Triple H. Triple H is never a face outside of DX. He's a heel, yeah. a full blown heel. And even when he's a face, it's still kind of they're cheering him because they love him rather than because he's being a heel. You know. Uh, yeah. Or sorry, they're not, they're cheering him even when he's a heel, even though you know it's that kind of thing. Some guys just can't do the both, you know. Yeah, it's like uh, the million dollar man was never going to be a face ever, no. you know. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I mean, the next match. Well, we've already talked about Cody, but I mean, the next match here that we're going to talk about, and the last match we're going to talk about, unfairly, like in before we get back to Austin, was Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. Now look. I turned away for a little while, missed Ronda Rousey's entrance, came back, and Charlotte was there. And instantly I'm like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> and I mean, like, nothing had happened. I was like, she's walking to the ring, and I'm like, I hate this so much. And I shouldn't. I'm like, I missed her in WCW when she was there that one time. 
you know, when they yeah. all went into the ring and David Flair was there. I'm like, I would nearly rather watch David Flair be lost. Oh, that's... I know. That's, I know what I'm saying. I know the that's words a, I'm saying. That's a tough one. <laughs> I know. I'd rather watch David Flair be lost in the ring wearing his Metallica t-shirt <laughs> than, than Charlotte Flair wrestle. Because, I mean, it, it's just not interesting anymore. It just isn't. I mean, she's a great wrestler, but she needs a... F- fundamental character change and i think if she got that that yeah. might do it the, the rick flair yeah. look i'd i want to say you know not a big rick flair fan yeah i mean particularly in wcw like we talk about it, you see how dull it gets you know we talk about it like our our lowest ratings usually come from a rick flair segment up until the nonsense started happening like the yeah. real nonsense with everything on a pole match um i, th- I, th- I think particularly at our age I think we we came along at a time when we'd probably missed the best of Flair, you know, yeah. his NWA stuff in the 70s and that. Yeah. And we were just introduced to this guy, you know, when we were getting into wrestling when we were younger and we were told he was a legend. And we were told he was the best ever and blah, blah, blah. Um, but we never really saw, we never really saw it. That's true. And I mean, like, look, again, it's not a dig at Ric Flair, but like... No, like by all accounts, like his his earlier stuff was amazing. Like he was having these 60, 70, 80 minutes, you know, insane Broadway matches all over the world. But see, it wasn't even, but I mean, like, fair. Fair. But what's interesting about this kind of wrestling now, where we are, where it's segmented social media wrestling, that doesn't fly. And with, with Charlotte, she's, she, it's almost like she's. Well, she that, she's doing what Dominic Mysterio does, but yeah, in a in a weirder way where she actually has just taken all like Dominic Mysterio is still and it's not a dig at Dominic. I think he's actually really good to be fair, but it, it's damaging him in the same way. But it's a lot more condensed because it's a lot sooner. We've seen Rey Mysterio be Rey Mysterio. We've we've seen him go out and have these phenomenal matches and redefine what being a cruiserweight and then even what being a world champion means in WWE. As you said, we didn't see it at Ric Flair. All we saw was the the robe, the woo, the the style the of the the chops of the kind of And the fact that Flair that uh, Charlotte's coming out and doing that and just yeah. that it's it's well, very Well here's the thing is when you're when the company is putting a spotlight on you uh for an extended period of time, you need to do what Chris Jericho does and you need to change it up every so often Correct. and you need to be presenting people with something different or even Charlotte, Cody even Cody or even yeah absolutely even Cody but Charlotte Flair has been playing the same version of Charlotte Flair since she came up from NXT yeah it, it hasn't changed once and she can go out there and she's a fantastic wrestler and can have great matches it doesn't matter because people are so bored of seeing the same thing I mean there are other ways to be the nature boy, for want of a better word. You know, she can still be Charlotte Flair, wrestle the same way, but the presentation of it, even look at Bailey. Bailey, I love Bailey's original character. I love Hill Bailey. You know, like Hill Bailey's the yeah. best thing in the world. But they're fundamentally different things, and I just don't think she wants to do that. But by not doing that, she's she's making herself into the most unwatchable part of the show at, at a high level like I mean 
the minute she came out, I was like, I can't watch this. And then for like 19 minutes, I was waiting for it, for it to be over. And I love Ronda Rousey. And I was just like, oh, the, the fact you're in there, Ronda, is hurting you because you're there with somebody that nobody wants to see. Well, that that's the other half of this match is that Ronda Rousey was brilliant. Yeah. And I really hope that WWE fans kind of learn from the way they treated her last time around. Uh, horrible, horrible the way they treated her. Ronda's the best. Kind of see what they have in Ronda Rousey yeah. and, you know, react <laughs> accordingly this time around. I mean, look, these are people at the end of the day. And Ronda came from legit martial arts and uh, MMA into wrestling because she and, loves wrestling. And loves it. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and that's, it was shocking what happened because it was just like, man, that's, that's yeah. that wouldn't and happen. It's not even that these are people like, I, I wouldn't advocate cheering someone who's not good or who's not trying, but she is really good. <laughs> like, no, but her I'm, matches are great. They have like a real, uh, sort of grounded sense of like a like a genuine fight to them like well that's it you know i mean like yeah like obviously it's it's a still competition you know to to get people to you know earn the cheers but like yeah when you're doing everything right and you're still being you're not getting that reaction i mean that's frustration for anybody you know but look it is what it is again we we exist in a world that on social media people are burning action figures because they went to a different company. <laughs> so I'm trying to rationalize this out here. So I, I don't really, sometimes you just can't, <laughs> but no, like Rhonda, I, I was disappointed. Like the ending of this was like straight up WCW. I think this, this you know what this was, this was Lance Storm versus Mike Awesome on the Canadian rules. That's what this yeah. was. It's what it, was it felt so, like. It was such a bizarre, like with a kick. Kick. Yeah, it was so odd. Like um, so, so the end. So what happened was the end of this was uh, Charlotte Flair was beaten. She was tapping. She had you know got pinned all that kind of stuff. And then there was a kick after shenanigans, and that was it. Like I could have understand if you know they had it on the ref bump, and then I don't know Charlotte belts her with a chair or with the belt or with or, the be- or, or brass knucks or you know. But the fact that the referee got distracted and then she turned around into a kick. Yeah. It, it just... was very lame. Was yeah. Very lame. Yeah. I mean, look, if you're going to do this, and again, it's Ric Flair would have used the nooks. Ric Flair would have done the low blow, would have done the belt shot, would have done the chair shot. Well, not, maybe not a chair shot, but I mean, this is what I'm saying. Charlotte Flair is a diluted version of Ric Flair and it's not working anymore. Trying no. to do these angles or these big endings with a screwy finish that doesn't make any again it's Ronda Rousey someone who was a legitimate MMA fighter she knows how she can take a kick and get back up from it she's, you know yeah she's it's, had plenty of them yeah it's it's not it, it just doesn't just doesn't fly with me and I, it was kind of disappointing but again the, the Austin Kevin Owens segment washed that all away and I walked out with it did. a high with everybody else and again it, it goes back to what you said Martin Going through this does a disservice of this show because WrestleMania is kind of lame most of the time. Yeah, but it's also it, incredible at the same time. It's uh, it's a spectacle yes. as much as as yeah. anything else. You know, it's not it's not necessarily where you find, um, you know, it's not Revolution. It's not where you're going to find no. ten, four or five star matches. 
yeah, um, it's not Wrestle Kingdom. It's not Revolution. It's 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 it's, it's, it's moments. It's the Super Bowl, like you were saying. Yeah. It's the Super Bowl exactly, and it has moments, in it, and that's what carries it over. So going through it like in the manner that we are does it a disservice because you're like, you know, oh well, that didn't sound great. It's like yeah, a lot of it wasn't. <laughs> a lot of it was terrible. Yeah. You know, but the, what was like, good like, was great. Yeah, my reaction like waking up uh, this morning was. You know, the girlfriend goes, oh, how was WrestleMania? This is actually pretty good. Um, but that's because I'm remembering the Cody stuff. I'm remembering the Austin stuff. Mm. And everything else just kind of fades away. And when we go through it here one by one, yeah, it's not as... But but like you're saying, WrestleMania is something you have to take in the round. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you can't... You can't sit there and go through it. It's not a it's not a three course meal at a Michelin yeah. star restaurant. It's and, and I mean it's you know, always it, it, it's a dodgy kebab after drinking. You know, <laughs> that's and it's always been like that because yeah. like look at some of the like you were saying some of the your favorite WrestleManias aren't necessarily the best. Like I love WrestleMania thirteen. That's a dreadful pay per view. Yeah, but I love it because of the Bret Hart Stone Cold match. Oh yeah, and and the uh, the returning Road Warriors. Yeah, I mean, like, the, I think the only remnant of the ad there we still have is WrestleMania. Where, I mean, like, it's always going to deliver those big moments, despite how poor the in-ring stuff might actually be. It's the most current uh, remnant of the ad there is in WrestleMania, in the bones of WrestleMania. And that brings us very much to night two. Yeah. So night two again. Let's scroll up the the best source of pro wrestling. Well, here's Wikipedia. here's the here's the thing about night two. This is giving me very big um, WrestleMania twenty twenty one vibes because I think if you if you think back WrestleMania last year, night one was great and yes. night two was largely a dud. Yeah, and like I'm looking through the the list of matches we have tonight, and man, apart from the main event. There's nothing here I care about. See, that's surprising, right? And I do understand it, but I'm I'm kind of excited about a couple of matches. So I'm going to just touch on the ones that I actually am excited about and kind of jump in and whatever. So, Okay. The Sami Zayn-Johnny Knoxville thing. Yeah, that'll be... That's going to yeah. be fun. Like, it's going to be yeah. a fun, hardcore match. I see there being some sort of huge insane stunt lined up for this and i'm like okay i'm in on this this could be cool right i mean i I, of all this the the celebrities knoxville is a pretty good grab because he will he does seem like he's up for the crack and will go for will go for it you know um yeah Uh, he's the type of guy you could bring in and talk into doing something daft crazy and wild and i think that's going to be cool it could also be a disaster, but I am looking forward to it either way. Pat McAvee and Austin Theory. I really like Pat McAvee. Like, legit. He's the only... He's one of the best commentators, and I love his energy. I think he's gas. I'm excited to see what he's able to do with Austin Theory. I think it'll be a good five-minute match, right? If if they... Yeah. If they keep it to that. Yeah. But um, they probably will, to be fair. They probably will. Uh, I'm... <sighs> I'm not as excited for this one because it doesn't it doesn't have the build that like the Pat McAfee and Cole match did. Right. Um, you know, he was just sort of told on his talk show that he's gonna have a match at, at WrestleMania. Um and also it's one of those things where like 
it's not WWE's fault because fans booked this themselves. But the the rumor at the time was that it was going to be Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon, yeah. and we were all we were all yeah. very excited for that. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's that's the thing about fans booking what they want. I can't really. Yo, guys, you know what you do? You get two K twenty two. You make Vince, <laughs> Pat McAfee, and there we go. And it's all done. Because I have to say, that game was real good. I'm really, really enjoying it. It's super fun. But, I mean, guaranteed is, it's going to be a good is, Pat McAfee. So, here. do you have to make Vince? Is he in it as a playable character? or No, sure. You can download him. Like. All right. right. Yeah. Um, and then Edge versus AJ Styles. Now, I'm inter- I I hope this isn't a single match. If this is a singles match, it's not going to be brilliant. I hope they change it to be... Falls Ken Anywhere or a TLC or something with a bit of grit to it. And then I think we could be talking about something a little bit different here. But as a singles match, it's a bit meh. Well, it's it's not going to be TLC because apparently TLC, <clears throat> um, the pay-per-view has been revived for the next Saudi show. Oh. So the next Saudi show is going to be TLC. No, um, like, yeah. this is the problem of doing. <laughs> okay, look. Yeah, so matches, we won't get that. No, pay per views shouldn't be matches. A hundred percent agree. Because it, it ruins your booking ability. They're like, okay, so the story with this one is, I want the old AJ back, and AJ could be like, well, I want the old Edge back, and let's do it in the way in a way that made you famous, TLC, and that would be cool. But no, if awesome. it's, yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's well, it's so, not who, hard who you, to book a wrestling show. It's, it's, so who who do you have going over here? I think AJ's gone over. I think AJ needs it. Think so? Yeah, think, yeah. Like he's looked atrocious going into this. Edge yeah, has I mean, everything on, on AJ on this one. Yeah. What what was the, so like? I I haven't been watching the the weekly shows. Like, what was the build to this? I remember I remember people uh, posting memes about. Uh, Sonic the Edgehog, because because Edge was going out in this weird blue light and getting really intense. Yeah, so basically the build was Edge was kind of, you know, he didn't like that people thought he was just good guy Edge. So he says, "I'm going to do an open challenge." AJ was like, "I'll fight you," and then he smashed his head in with a couple of chairs and said, right. I, "I want the old Edge back, not not um the B word of almost." He actually oh, wants the old AJ back. Yeah, oh, the old right. AJ back. And then, yeah. so, I mean, like... It's, I mean, okay, look. look I mean, they're they're Dave, two excellent wrestlers. I mean, Dave's going to be happy. Yeah. And that's the main thing. Dave's going to be doing <laughs> cartwheels. But, um, I don't know. I'm looking for, I, I think it needs more than just a singles match. I think with WrestleMania, like, there's a line. You don't want to do WCW gimmick everything on a pole match. Yeah. By the way, when we do do fall brawl, fall brawl oh, you're in for a treat, Martin. Well, we've already had like three or four WCW pay-per-views in a row where there were more gimmick matches than straight matches on the show. Yeah, and I think there is like uh there is room for them, but on WrestleMania you should have gimmick matches because like yeah. if there is a night you're going to do it, you're going to wheel it out. Like here's what you do. Go and play the new 2K game and play gm mode and it actually shows you how to book shows really well like it's i i don't know why they can't do it like that in real life you know 
but you have your gimmick matches to pay off and a lot of this is kind of reset like to be fair the Bobby Lashley almost is probably going to be the worst thing in human history uh, uh, I just I don't know why that exists neither do I, I and don't it's a it's a lose-lose yeah. because almost they're building as a monster so he has to win but also Bobby Lashley was just the world champion and is back from an injury and he has to win like well, there's see, no well, see what you do Martin what they've probably done Martin is they've probably been like listen if you let him beat you in four minutes you can go and play golf down the road <laughs> and that's probably what Bobby Lashley's only thinking about or maybe Smash through the barricade, double count out. Well, maybe, but all I know is, man, Bobby Lashley's just thinking about the golf course that's somewhere in Texas. <laughs> like people don't believe me. Like this is all he thinks about. He loves golf. It's it's, it's surely legit. Like surely, though, they're bound to know that in almost to have a like a genuinely impressively huge man. He doesn't look human. He's no. He's he's like huge. a literal giant. Giant. A foot tall, like legit. But he's not a he's not a great wrestler, you know. Like they're bound to know that. But I mean, like, okay, so but then again, they put the belt on Cali. So what do I know? Took the words out of my mouth. Like, what do you do with him? Do you give him a run with the belt? You can't because, like, Brock Lesnar and we'll get to that in a second. But Brock Lesnar and Reigns, like, neither one of those are going to do the job to almost because then it would say that almost is the most dominant person yeah. in WWE. So I mean, like he's just kind of there, and if he, as you said, if he beats Bobby Lashley, it's almost like he's beat Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar because you know how close it is to the championship. But then if almost does win, it means that he is the next de facto. Cha- I think actually, I think almost is winning. Um, now, think so now that I'm going through it, yeah, he'll be and the then, next talent for Res- and then Lesnar. he'll be the next. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I do think that's happening. Um, uh, yeah, no. But if you actually logically break it down the way WWE think about it, um, that's probably what they're doing. They're getting ready to feed them to uh, Lesnar or Reigns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely don't see him beating Lesnar or Reigns mm. uh, because you couldn't put the belt in him because no. you can't have you can't have the world title matches while he's holding the belt. Just be a series of two, three minutes. You know, because it's, it's all he's capable of. Yeah, well, I mean, like, his thing with AJ was weird because, like, AJ was having a great time in there doing great matches, basically using him as a big pole to jump off. But, uh... Yeah, it, it was AJ carrying the whole yeah. the whole thing. And, I mean, almost, it's like, he is that spectacle. And, I mean, I don't know how relevant that spectacle is now in 2022. You know, I mean, like, I'll be honest with you, I don't know, have you ever seen the big show in real life? No, but like I assume he's very impressive. Yeah, so it's I my first house show was like two thousand five. Kane and the Undertaker were the no sorry not I I never seen the Undertaker live unfortunately. Kane and the Big Show were the tag team champions. Holy hell, the Big Show was he's massive. <laughs> he is a, he up. is a huge man, <laughs> and you're like whoa okay, and I mean it you, I don't think the TV the TV actually really shows that in any real way you don't really get the it's like the way Randy Orton looks really weird when you see him in real life particularly in the ring he's a he's a weird looking lad proportionally there's one one guy who always got me and I didn't notice it until I saw him in AEW was uh, Billy Gunn oh yeah he's huge 
But I mean, like, it's just one thing on TV. Like, you don't like Randy Orton. You don't realize how like tall he is until you see him, and then when he does the RKO. The RKO. You're like, that's incredibly impressive. You know, it it's weird. Like TV for some reason with wrestling, it doesn't capture that scale and scope. So it almost it does. So he must actually be oh, huge. My, yeah. You know? yeah, in real life, he must. Uh, absolutely. So. Still doesn't mean he can wrestle. <laughs> no, but I'm like I'm trying to see how they're going to use him. Like, you know, I mean, the the other thing is maybe they've realised that all they have in almost is a big guy, uh, and maybe they've realised that, and now they're going to have Bobby Lashley go out and and beat him and sort of, you know, re re fire uh, Bobby Lashley back up. Well, maybe, but like Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman and almost would have been a big kind of. Clash of the Titans match that they could have built up a WrestleMania like the way they used to do with the big show where he'd just wrestle in random people that would show up so yeah maybe I can, I can't it makes more sense to me that almost is going to win but again Bobby Lashley they oh, could what does that to what does that do to Lashley though well Lashley can recover he, he'll be off playing golf before the show's even over like <laughs> yeah I mean I mean it, it's fine for the person Bobby Lashley but like what does it do for I mean uh, kind of kills that character like he's just back from i mean the way he went out of the elimination chamber match was, oh, was terrible stupid on its yeah, own it was terrible it really was and then they're they're going to bring him back and bait him straight away like it's yeah i or you know what probably the best way to do it is a double count out brawl finish where they both go out into the the outside they go through the the, the guardrail and then they fight out of the arena which I mean, actually, you know, again, not to do fancy booking, but I mean, it would be cool if they did that, did the fight to the crowd, and then just cut back throughout the night. They st- Here's what I would do. I would start the show with almost Bobby Lashley, right? And do that, and have them fight all around Texas. That, see, that'd be pretty cool. That gives me a wee bit of, like, the old uh, Attitude Era vibes. But the show's starting with the New Day versus Sheamus and, and Ridge Holland. And I think that's a lot like uh, the start of night one. Yeah. I think that's a mistake. Like I'm yeah. sure it'll be, a, sure it'll be a fine match, but it's not the opening banger that yeah. you you want to open your show See, with. See, this is it. Like again, I un- the reason why WWE are doing it is because it's their Super Bowl pacing. But yeah. I mean, if I was booking it there, I would have done that Bobby Lashley almost thing, or even tape it. Just have them start doing it and then have it taped where they play it throughout the rest of the night because I mean that's cool and then you send them out near the end of the main event and it's just like well they've been fighting all night and you, oh, can have, so. you know I think that would just be fun but you know I, I do think it's going to be some kind of it, it'll either be a, a clean decisive win for almost to bury lastly or it'll be a, a double a double kind of small finish well, well the one the one bet that I would be confident about making would be that we have talked about this match at least twice as long as the match <laughs> itself will go I would say the bet would be everyone's <laughs> going to be disappointed by the end of it that's another strong bet right there <laughs> safe uh, money so okay the, uh, the New Day uh, I don't know I, I agree with you I think it's going to be meh New Day's going perfect, to come out uh, it'll, yeah, it'll per- be a perfectly good starter but just but. not a WrestleMania opener, you yeah, know, and I say that as someone who likes Sheamus, who likes the New Day. Um, 
Look, I, I'm always hesitant to say bad things about Seamus because I run into him so often. So I'm mean, like, you know, Seamus, we love you. Don't, don't, don't kill me. Oh, um, I genuinely really like Seamus. Ah, no, me too. He's a sound like uh, No, legit though. I've run into Seamus about four times randomly in Dublin. It's hilarious. Oh, that's class. I've no, never, never met him. Oh, I have a signed Seamus thing up on my wall. I ran into him. I used to work for my old boss. Apparently he's an IT guy. He's actually legit chained at cybersecurity. Um, oh class yeah, yeah I used to work for my old boss and he's like yeah when you were, he used to work in Symantec and uh, again this is you know whatever and when I was working for a cybersecurity company uh, my boss at the time was like oh yeah Stephen yeah he used to he used to always be talking about the wrestling and then he just was like I'm quitting I'm going to WDB and they're like what and he goes yeah <laughs> so apparently like he just like legit was just talking about the whole, nobody actually believed that he would do it and there yeah. you go. So. And they obviously like him in WWE because oh, yeah. he's been around for 15 years at this stage, is it? He's a dab hand, though. Like, to be fair, anytime he comes out and has a match, it's a oh, solid it's, match. Oh, yeah. He's really reliable. And whenever they actually put a bit of effort into him, he's right. more than reliable. His stuff with the Cesaro and the bar, that was bloody great. But, like, even when he, you know. Um, and then well, he was in ECW for a while. That was good, even from day one. But I mean, like the bar with Cesaro, like you would think, oh, well, Cesaro's carrying it. No, it was Sheamus going out and actually having these wonderful matches. Yeah, but it's just because it, they had two different but like really well uh, matched styles. Hmm. Like the, the like they were very different wrestlers, but their styles matched really well. The danger here, actually, the match with she- that Sheamus had with Triple H a couple of years ago at WrestleMania was great too. Oh yeah, like, like I say, whenever he was given a, like when he's the type of wrestler who you can keep him in the mid ter- in the mid card as long as you want, but if you ever need someone, you know, to cover like a big pay per view or whatever, you, you can, can all- you can always push him back into into that role my biggest fear with this one is I, I think as you said it does everyone a disservice a tag match for me isn't a Wrestlemania match right and unfortunately there's but it's just because they don't build their tag teams yeah there's three tag team matches on, on night two which I I'm just not gonna be into um, no. and I, I I don't mind I like everyone individually but I'm like why are you in tag matches? It's it's just for me it screams raw. These look like yes. raw matches that you would watch on Monday Night Raw, and Partic- particularly know. the next match, the the Fatal Four tag for the the women's. Oh, tag I hate it so much! I oh, hate it so much! I'm like, what are you doing? It's so raw, yeah, and it's so um, it's the fact that they have done nothing with these titles, nothing, like yeah. They've done absolutely nothing with the with the women's tag. I don't even watch the show when I know they've done nothing with the women's tag titles. So it's Queen Selena, um, Car- Carmella defending against Sasha Banks and Naomi. Naomi, there you go. That is who you build your women's division around. You get yeah. her, get her in a feud with uh, with um, oh, what's her name? Bianca Belair. Oh, thank you. With Bianca Belair and give Naomi the belt. And you have like I I'm a huge proponent of Naomi. I think she's she was, great. great. She was fantastic at what was it? Uh, Elimination, Elimination Chamber. Chamber. Yeah, brilliant. I mean the end. Like I've seen her live. The crowd love her. Her vibe is great. Her energy is unreal. I'm just it's it's annoying because it's like why aren't you having these competitive matches that aren't tag team wastes of time? Anyway, yeah. Rhea Ripley the same. 
Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. All, all the women in this matches deserve better. Yeah, they really do. Uh, and and again, I'd add Shayna Baszler to that list as Shana well. Shayna Baszler, yeah. Um, yep. Shayna, I think has has missed her window because uh, there was a period of time where she looked like an absolute monster. Yeah, like she she really could have just stormed her way through the whole division. But I think that legitimacy she had, I think they've lost that by now. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I kind of got that. Um, tagging with Natalia won't do any favours. No, poor Natalia, it's the kiss of death in a lot of ways to uh, to end up in a tag team with her, you know? Uh, it's just a relevancy, that's all. But I, oh, So who have you got? I, I'm saying the New Day is going to go over. Um, I can see a defence, but maybe Sasha Banks? No, sorry, that's... Natal- actually... Natalia and Saina Baszler would probably be my picks to win the the belts. But who have you got first? Uh, I would say Sasha and Naomi. It seems like it's it's something that Sasha can do to keep her busy mm. without uh, without going for the the women's title so soon after. Actually, is Sasha SmackDown or is she Raw? I think I think they're all Raw. Raw, are they? Yeah. yeah so it's something that she can do to keep her busy without having to go straight for Bianca Belair now that she's got the title, you know? And what about the opener? Um, I mean, probably the New Day. They're a, I mean, it, it depends how much they're looking to push this new um, partnership with Ridge Holland and Sheamus, and then obviously Butch. Like, mm. I, I could see an ending where, uh, where you know, Butch interferes with a, with a weapon or something, and, and Sheamus and Ridge Holland get the win that way. But it's not for it in this match. It's just a tag match. So, I mean, yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's no, real, there's no real stakes to it. If if I had to put money on it, I'd say Sheamus and Ridge Holland win as a result of interference from Butch. Very fair. Uh, Knoxville and Sami Zayn. As I said, this match is going to be. I I expect some mad stuff from this. It's probably going to be booked like an old school hardcore, like like a fun hardcore match, not like a a death yeah. match. <laughs> and then there'll be some weird stunt at the end. Knoxville probably will get the win, and Sami Zayn will go mad. Um, but yeah, that's my pick. I think that's what's going to happen. It's going. To, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I suppose. I mean, to me, it makes more sense that Sami Zayn would win. But then again, if his whole character is that conspiracy, yeah, ever a conspiracy against them, yeah. yeah, I could see how it would make more sense for Knoxville to win. Yeah. Pat McAvee versus Austin Theory. Again, if they keep this about five you know, five to seven minutes, ma- absolute maximum, and even that's pushing it. It could be good. If it goes over that, it could be terrible. Pat McAfee's going to win, very yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, McAfee for the win. Yeah, I mean, like, it's... Uh, like, they absolutely... Yeah, they have they, to. They love, love Pat McAfee. I mean, yeah, you have to. He's brilliant. He's, he's He makes those shows watchable, like, genuinely. When he's not commentating, when he's not commentating, the show is worse for it. And he is... So that's one thing I would say about night one as well. Um, so the the production was actually quite good. They, they toned down the camera cuts a lot, which I really appreciated. But the commentary is still dreadful. Yeah. But of all the commentators, McAfee is is the best. He has like a real, like a genuine excitement. Like yeah. he's really bloody happy to be there. Yeah. And that's kind of infectious. The production actually was pretty good throughout the whole night. The weird one was actually for night one. When Undertaker showed up and he had that terrifying tree. Blue. And I was yeah. like, what is that? Like, It's like they, someone melted an action figure of the Undertaker. 
Meltman with the power to, to melt. melt. <laughs> That's exactly what it was like, and I'm like, oh, maybe don't, maybe don't do that again. Um, yeah. So RK Bro, Randy Orton and Riddle, uh, who are the champions defending against the Street Posse and Alpha Academy. Um, I mean, I imagine RK Bro yeah, I retain. Think, I think it's an easy night for the lads. Um, I mean, so everybody has been expecting the breakup, um, but I think that this the 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 chemistry between these two has kind of taken some people by surprise uh, in terms of how good they are as a as a kind of an odd couple. Mm. So I'd say I can see them delaying the kind of the breakup story. Hell, maybe even to WrestleMania next year. Maybe have the the nice slow burn for the full year. You know, yeah. Um, I don't see them losing the belts because it's such like unless it's the Street Posse, and maybe the Street Posse could actually win it. But if they are going to break up, Street Posse wins. Um, Orton blames Riddle for the the win uh, for the loss, and then it's an RKO. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm I don't see kinda, WrestleMania though. I don't see. I'm kind of. I'm kind of different. I see if if RK Bro don't retain, I see Alpha Academy getting it. Really? Yeah, I think it's kind of the boost that Chad Gable and Otis would really benefit from. Okay. I mean, now I now I have a bit of in a uh, bit more of an intrigue because I didn't even factor those in, but that would be a cool boost for them actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I, I don't know what it is. Just kind of a feeling I have. Fair. Same one I got. Same one I got when I said uh, uh, Christian was going to win the the Impact title. Oh man, I knew that was going to win anyway. I I, I was <laughs> always a Christian Cage fan. Speaking of Christian Cage, fortunately he won't be there. We'll have Edge and AJ Styles. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, yeah, like yourself, I think this one has to go to AJ. I think he needs it more. Yeah. Um. And then Edge can, I mean, Edge is Edge. He's really popular either way. And he can kind of... Uh, the return match you know, next week and uh, next month's backlash. Oh, WrestleMania backlash. Yeah. But if if he's doing this sort of darker character, he can, you know, use that loss to kind of spiral, you know, into yeah. something else. I agree. I think it's a safe bet uh, where, where AJ tonight getting the victory and then obviously them continuing the feud into backlash and maybe being... Uh, more hardcore extreme uh, match and then of course going into extreme rules so I think this is the start of a feud rather than the end of it uh, with the first win going to AJ yeah uh, Bobby Lashley and Otis everyone loses um, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the tag for um, the alien first alien, alien versus predator movie. <laughs> no matter who wins we lose yeah and I think that's you know that's the long and short of it <laughs> Maybe Bobby Lashley wins and he gets to go off and play his golf and he's happy. Like, I mean, the lads get paid, so technically they win. But yeah, I mean, I look, just if don't care. If I was, I I can't call who who will win because I just don't know what WWE's plans are for almost. But if I was booking this, I would have Bobby Lashley win. That's fair, and the, you know the way you laid it out makes a lot more sense, particularly the way things are. Now, here's a weird one. Here, was, here we go. And with the time that we have left, um, winner take all. The match that everyone saw coming. 
Well, well, here's the thing: is that they've been. This is confusing me because they've been on like interviews with different companies and all saying, "Oh no, there'll definitely be." a belt on SmackDown and a belt on Raw. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense for us not to have a belt on both shows. Yeah. You know, they're two different networks. That, so this unification thing is going to be a, it's going to be a one night deal and then they'll unveil a new belt on either on SmackDown or Raw. I mean, look, a unification makes more sense in lots of ways, particularly in the way it is. I mean, yeah, I, I think it makes more sense for them to have, yeah, one champion who goes between both shows yeah like the way like the way he did with the original undisputed championship yeah especially with the way they've just cut the hell out of the roster now yeah like i think it makes far more sense to have one and what they'll do as well then they'll probably bring up the ic or us belt to be kind of like the tv championships for the for those yeah yeah i mean well because as long as you have four world champions i mean no none of the other belts matter like exactly, look at yeah. this they've got two bloody shows two wrestlemanias and they still can't find one us or one ic match like yeah. i mean it's that that really says it all you know if they're able to reset and go right whatever they could they probably just call it the wwe championship to be fair um so what are the wwe undisputed championship which to be fair it, it, that's a much better name that is a good name. Oh, God, yeah. Then the Universal. Yeah. And it's like, right, you have that there. And, like, you know that your your main event at every year's WrestleMania is going to be for that. You know? But, I mean, like, if you know that when you're watching Raw, your Universal, your, your main champion won't be on it. But everything will be either angling towards facing him or him picking a, cha- a challenger. That kind of adds some intrigue. You know, but it also means then the actual work wrestling, the workhorse wrestling can be done for the US belt or the IC belt or even make the tag more make the tag division a bit more um a bit more competitive. competitive it's, yeah. it's just one of it's just one of those things where like I can't believe we're going back twenty years to go forward, you know what I mean? Well, I mean there's no end of of a uh, um opportunities with it if they do generally do a unification like there's what they need is a shake-up and yeah. and that would be a shake-up you know yeah and it, it's you know it's 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 also it's also to do with the prestige of the title like your, your world title has to mean something look at the uh iwgp world title like, that means something look at the aew world title that means something yeah, you go to wwe and you have two world titles it doesn't make but the reason why the the aew belt means something is because they have that tv title the the, T- yeah. the tnt like i mean that's the one that you're going to see defended and then when it, when it is the main event it, ha- it has that big fight feel and yeah this wrestlemania match now don't get me wrong they're saying it's the greatest wrestling match of WrestleMania match of all time. That's ridiculous. That's a a funda- oh, no. fundamentally not true statement. <laughs> but am I excited to see it? Yeah. Now I can see Roman Reigns winning this. The reason why is because Brock Lesnar has said he wants to transition a bit more to a backstage role. He is getting older. Um, he's actually been doing a lot of backstage stuff, believe it or not. Yeah, which is cool. Um, and Roman Reigns probably has a bit more longevity, but like if they were going to give it to Brock for one last run, I mean, he can then say, 
he is probably the greatest wrestler of all time. Which he would actually be. Um, even though, you know, he's not my favourite wrestler. I do like Brock a great deal. But my question, I suppose, on this. Who do you think is going to win and why? What makes more sense? To me, Lesnar. Right. I think Lesnar wins it. Uh, Reigns has had this unbelievable run. Um, and it's going to take someone... Like, like they've built up his run so much now that it's going to take someone huge to take the belt off him. Yeah. They've also just booked Lesnar as a, as an absolute... Mo- like, the, the, the way he just chamber. ran through everyone at the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Like, Lesnar... To me, it makes more sense that Lesnar wins here. And like you say, if he is transitioning into a different role, makes more sense to me that Lesnar wins here as the only one who's like really currently the only star they have who could like, um, you know, uh, in any kind of realistic way, take the belt off reins and then build someone up over the next year and then have Lesnar drop the the title to them. I mean... I would prefer that. I would... If the question is... Who do I want to win? I want Lesnar to win. I like Roman Reigns. I love this character that he's doing. I think it's one of the best runs... Of any... Heel champion. Because like... They've... It's so unique. It's not... It's not a repeat of anything we've seen before. It's like a pastiche of... Yeah. Of... You know... Dominant champions. But like... Properly being a king over... Like instead of just being a champion... Being the champion means I'm the king of this company. You know, this proper... It ends with me. Well, here's the question, Dara. Like, yeah. uh, so he's been champion for what? Nearly two years now, is nearly it? Nearly two years, yeah. Nearly two years now, right? Yeah. If Lesnar doesn't take the title off him, who does? That's it. And I think that's fundamentally why I agree with your analysis of uh, Lesnar winning. I mean, there is nobody else. They haven't got anyone yeah. else. I mean, and they've, uh, they've uh, built Lesnar up over the past couple of months so well yeah. to be in this absolute monster that if if Reigns beats him, like who who the hell can beat Reigns? Like they don't have anybody who could realistically. <clears throat> I mean, Cody is the only one who could. No, I think you're looking too small. I think what they wanted the Rock versus Reigns for years. You th- do you think that's on the cards? I I did. I did, but I don't think it is now. I think if we were talking, if we were talking two or three years ago, and they had set this in motion and the pandemic didn't happen, I think yeah, we'd probably be looking at that tonight. But yeah, because of obviously what happened and the pandemic and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, I don't think it is like I mean, they could probably be have that cooking for next year, but I mean I don't see it. I think Reigns versus The Rock. Okay, I think it's possible, but I don't think it can be for the title because nobody's going to buy that The Rock's going to win and then stick around as the champion. Mm. Um, uh, to be honest, I'd I, I think it's fifty fifty if it would happen at all right. because The Rock could either, you know, do do another movie and pick up a hundred million for it, or risk, you know, risk injury, risk ridicule risk a bad match whatever mm. for a fraction of that amount of money um i just don't see it and if he does come back i don't think it would help the match to have it be for the title because i think even the most optimistic fan would say okay 
it's realistic to think that you might get the rock back for one match. I don't think it's realistic to think you'll get him back for a, a run, you know, of any kind. But I mean, that's the only person I could see legitimately. If if Reigns wins tonight, that's legitimately the only reason why he they would do it. I don't see any again. Like I mean, if Brock Lesnar, particularly after that that defeat, that um, just handing out br- the brutality he handed out at Elimination Chamber. I mean, he killed the entire WWE main roster <laughs> by himself Every, in minutes. Everyone, <laughs> <Even> everyone, <laughs> so. and not even like in a competitive wrestling. No, he, he just made killed them all. Them. Look like goobers. Yeah, and yeah. then he stepped out of the ring and started laughing in the crowd like he's <laughs> just he, you know they've they've done an incredible job of building him yeah. i really like him oh so do i i think he's um, I think he's like brilliant he's the best thing about wwe they've done too good of a job because yeah. there's nobody <laughs> yeah. like there's there's nobody coming after him no you know, like, like either way the line ends because oh, they, they've built up their main roster to basically be there's roman reigns and brock lesnar and, th- and that's, and that's it. it. There's nobody you know, else. They made a clown, like they gave the title the Big E for a week and yeah. made a bloody clown out of him. Yeah. Um. You know, sure he was the champion for how long? Didn't he like? Didn't he have like over the first couple of months of his reign, he had like six matches and lost five of them. Yeah. So, like, just idiotic booking. E- either, so either way, I think this is a reset, though, Martin. I think, yeah, this is, yeah. I, think, I think this is a reset and I know that Wrestlemania is always like seen as a reset but like I think this is a hard reset like either way this is going to set the new status quo this is probably the last Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns meeting I'm going to go oh, yeah. I'm going to tentatively go with Brock Lesnar but I will say and I, my heart goes with Brock Lesnar because I want him to win but if Roman Reigns wins I agree with you I don't think anyone's going to dethrone him other than The Rock and that is a big statement I'm aware of, but it's also like, uh, there's nobody else, you know? Yeah. What, Austin Theory's going to come along? And, well, like, maybe it's... Stone Cold could come out and be like, I want the belt. <laughs> you know? But, you know. Um, yeah, look, uh, uh, the other thing I would say is, I hope, no matter who wins, I hope that the two of them just have a match. I don't want any more bollocks with the Usos running in and, you know, the match ending that way. I, I, like I say, yeah, I want the, match. the past couple of months, we've only watched like maybe two or three WWE pay-per-views to do reviews. Yeah. And even I'm goddamn sick of the Usos <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, al- already. I mean, I just want the match you now at this point. I think Paul Heyman's going to be involved, obviously. That's going to be a big plot point. But, you know, we're about two minutes away from the, from the show starting. We're almost at time here anyway for uh, Phoenix FM. Martin, is there anything you want to say before we go into night two? Anything you want to plug? We're just heading into night two and I have adrenaline in my soul. Although I'm slightly dreading listening to Michael Cole. <laughs> Don't worry, we have Pat McAvee. <laughs> I, I'm sad that he's not going to be comment, commentating during that match. I think that's going to, but you probably bring King out, to be fair. Do you know they should put oh. the, the Undertaker's TED Talk microphone on McAvee and let him commentate his own match? That would be amazing, to be fair. <laughs> I mean... That's a cool idea. It really is. Um, one thing as well that was funny, you know when they had the Stone Cold thing last night and it was all JR's big call, calls and I'm like, man, 
Oh, yeah. This is not the same without him. Like, imagine, imagine if I would have actually went to AEW, said, can we just have JR for like an hour? And then bring him in, and he'd be screaming his head off. Stone Cold, Stone Cold, you know, oh, be amazing, yeah. be amazing. They should have just said, "Look, here's money, come on over." Yeah, but um, I you know. know. Although one thing I did notice was they actually, whenever Cody was coming out, they used the undesirable to undeniable line. Really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, folks, look. Uh, whatever it is tonight we hope you enjoy it again if this is your first time checking us out like subscribe spread the word to the show that really helps us out the wrestling rewind the only wrestling podcast by people who don't hate wrestling we'll be back every single friday to uh to do our live show and again if you're listening to us on phoenix 92.5 fm thank you so much we'll be back next week to talk about what we thought about wrestlemania and then we're back to wcw see you later guys on a pole Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.